You're listening to the Intentional Teacher Podcast, episode number two. Today, we're talking about working in the evenings. If you worked less, would you be a bad teacher? Could you really make time for calling parents, giving students extra support, um, you know, offering all those extracurriculars, attending the meetings, and, you know, actually, you know, planning, <laughs> grading, assessing? How could you do that if you were to work less in the evenings? That is what we are diving into today. So let's do this. Hi, I'm Lauren Monique, and in the past 10 years since starting my career in education, I have taught French all the way from preschool to grade 12 and everything in between. I've helped thousands of teachers save time and engage their students through my teaching resources, but in 2021, I wanted to take it a step further, and I became a mentor teacher. Now I help you streamline your teaching so that you can not only stop working evenings and weekends, I can help you become the teacher you've always wanted to be and live that fulfilling life that you dreamed of when you decided to become a teacher. I have to tell you that I have discovered something from working with dozens and dozens of teachers. What I've realized is that what you learned as a student and in your own education is actually missing key elements that you need to create and live and have a sustainable career as a teacher. So what are those elements? How can we balance our teaching and our student needs with our own personal needs and personal lives too? Welcome to the Intentional Teacher Podcast. Okay, so welcome back to the Intentional Teacher Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today and to share a little bit about being a quote-unquote bad or good teacher and how much you are working in the evenings. Now, this might be a discussion for you that, you know, like you've got time, you ha- you're newer to teaching, and you're working a lot in the evening, but that's okay because you have the time and you want to build up and it feels it feels okay to you. But that might not be you. Maybe you have a health issue and you don't have the energy that you used to to be able to keep that up. Or maybe you have little kids at home or a family member that you need to take care of and you don't have the same kind of time that you used to to be able to teach and be a good teacher. And that's when this conversation gets to be really important because how like we really want to be we want to be a good teacher we want to be a good if you're listening you're likely a french teacher you want to be a good french teacher but you also have these other responsibilities that are taking from you and how how can you really do both and i remember um when i first went came back from my maternity leave my first maternity leave um and my mom was taking care of my son at the time so he was just over a year And I remember sitting at my desk, trying to get my papers together and like looking at the clock and watching it tick and feeling this sense of like ongoing pressure. And I would hear my phone buzz and my mom would be like, when are you coming home? Because my lovely child is very energetic and exhausting. And I would feel this really intense pressure of like, I need to leave school. I need to go. I need to go and help my mom. I need to go pick up my son. But I had all of this stuff that I still needed to do. I still needed to prep my lesson for tomorrow. I needed to make sure my marking was done or my grading for my American teachers. I needed to get back to some emails. 
So I would just like try and get as much done as I could before like 3, 30, 4 o'clock. And then I would collect all my things and shove them in my bag and then run to go get my son and plan on doing the rest of my work after he went to bed that night. And I got to tell you, it got really exhausting. And I almost got annoyed with my mom because I was like, you're a teacher. Like you were a teacher too. How do you know that it's hard to leave by 3, 34 o'clock? Like, why are, why are you putting this pressure on me? <laughs> and I understood from her perspective, but the only thing I could see is, oh, well, she's really tired. And, and so she's expecting that of me. Um, and she just needs to go home and rest. Right. But looking back, I realized that she actually knew something. <laughs> she knew something that I didn't. And I would go home and do it after he went to um he went to bed, right? But she knew something that I didn't that I came came to realize over time is that I needed to shift the way I was thinking to um I'll just do this later when I have time because that was that was the perspective that I used or the I guess almost like the 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 scapegoat that I used when I was at school before I had kids is I'll just do this when I have time later cuz right now the students are here, right? Um and what I have noticed as I've spoken to dozens and dozens of teachers every week is that often stressed out teachers have the same idea that I did that a I'll do it later but also that being a good quote unquote teacher means doing everything you should be doing and working hard and and that they need to get all of these things done on their list or they will be a bad teacher or they won't be ready for the next day and so that's what i've noticed like a lot of stressed out teachers that I've talked to are saying. And I realized that this kind of mentality that I had was that I equated how long I did something to how good it would be. So I don't know about you, but have you ever like looked at, you know, work workouts and we think, oh, well, if you work out longer, you'll get better results. Like I remember when I was 16, I was in this professional dance program and I thought the longer I trained, the better I would become. So I I trained like 20, 25 hours a week. And I thought that that would make me a better dancer. And I think we're taking that mentality into our teaching. But have you ever heard of any workouts that get to, to the same result in like, you know, those 20 minute fast paced workouts that can get you great results and you don't have to work out for three and four hours a day to train for something. Um, I would love to continue on with this analogy, but I am not an athlete. So I'm going to go with the dance one. So I used to think that I needed to train, you know, 20, 25 hours a week to be a really strong dancer. And then as I got older and I continued dancing, I thought the only reason I was still good at it was because of all those hours that I put in when I was younger. But now that I think about it, I've tried, I've tried all these different styles and I've, I've, I've gotten, honestly, I know I sound a little bit. <laughs> boastful, but I'm hear me out. I'm we're getting somewhere with the teaching is that I have gotten really great at other styles. I have gotten really good at other dance styles. And it's not because I've put in hours and hours and hours of training. It's because I have really used my time well and learned the right 
skills and move my body in the right way rather than just putting in the time and expecting it to have a result. And the other thing that I think too about working out, like how, yeah, we can work out three and four hours a day to train for something, but is that actually good for our metabolism? Is it going to hurt? us in the long run, rather than getting us the result that we want. And that is how I see teaching too, is that often we think, oh, I just need to work harder. I need to work longer. And then I will be a good teacher. But is that always true? Is it really about how much you're doing, how long you're working? Or is it more about what you're doing in the hours that you're working. It's really not about how much you are doing at school or at home or how much you're doing to prepare for your help your students. It's about what you're doing in the hours that you are working. And what I've also seen, because in my program, Intentional Teaching, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about is how you can be a good teacher, how you can be a good French teacher, but still have time to support yourself, to still have time to support your family. And what I have noticed is that the fulfilled and energized teachers know that it's really not about just about putting in time or doing all these tasks. It's about how you're showing up and how you're doing those tasks that is going to make the difference. If you are working like I was <laughs> after bed when my when my son would go to bed at like from like 7 p.m. onwards to being able to do it at four o'clock and leaving my work at school, which I did um, through a number of shifts. And so today I want to offer you one quick strategy that you can take away with you um, and you can even implement it today in your teaching. And so if this has resonated with you and you want to try something, a different way of doing it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see how working, working a little bit less, but changing the way I work could work maybe, but Give me an example, right? And so this is what I'd love for you to try is instead of having the thought of, oh, I will do this later when I have time. For example, I will get to these emails later when I have time. I will call that parent when I have time. I will get my planning done, my unit planning done when I finish my planning for tomorrow when I have more time. But the thing is, if you're trying to work within a 40-hour work week, for example, or you're trying to stop working weekends, this is a thought pattern that needs to change. You need to shift. And this is what my mom knew that I was doing wrong, is that you need to shift from, I'll do this later when I have more time, to how could I get this done during the day? So instead of always putting it off, it's how can I do this during the day? What would I have to do differently? So for example, if you're looking at your lesson plans, how could you go from doing them after if you have a toddler like me when I, well, back back then, if instead of doing it, oh, I'll do it later when he goes to bed and you're exhausted, how could I do this during my day? How could I, like, I, I got to planning like right as soon as, and this is when I taught high school, but even in elementary, 
you want to you want a lesson plan right at the end of the day, like right at the end of class. So like when my grade eights were packing up their things, I was planning out my lesson for the next day. Boom, it was done. Like I did it so fast. And we can have more episodes on how I did that too. But this is what I want you to take away from today. Instead of having the thought of how can I do this later? We want to think, how can I do this during my day? So I'm not doing it later. How can I do it now? How can I do it during my school day? On your prep, whenever, during class, how can I do this now instead of doing it later? So I trust that this idea or this new thought will has been useful for you. But of course I'm talking, I'm talking to a microphone and I'm not seeing you directly. So I would absolutely love to hear from you and let me know how did you find this episode? Did you have any takeaways? Did you have any ahas? And what are you going to do today rather than putting off until later? I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can send me a DM on Instagram at I am Lauren Monique, and we will link that up for you in the show notes as well. Also, if you are finding this podcast helpful and useful, I would love it for you to share it with a friend who might find it helpful for them, for her or them or he um, in their own teaching as well, because that is how we can share, um, share the podcast and help people and teachers see a new way of teaching that isn't exhausting, that still supports students, but supports themselves too. So Thanks so much for being here. I look forward to sharing next week's episode with you on the Intentional Teacher Podcast.